Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody, in Happy Pride. Welcome back to D Plus Us Weekly, the show where we talk about Disney Plus exclusive shows episode by episode, week by week. I'm one of your hosts, Griffin, and now Griffy D-Pad, and with me, as always, is the wonderful, the amazing, the fantastic, Mr. Mitch George. How's it going? Are you ready for some Super Scrolls? Because I'm ready for some Super Scrolls. We're getting some Super Scrolls in this. I'm excited, Mitch. We're talking about Secret Invasion Episode 2. Of course, folks, full spoilers, so let me hit y'all with the Rick and Roll before we jump into it. If you have not seen the episode, this is a full spoiler show. Go watch the episode. Come right on back if you don't want anything spoiled for you. We are going to be talking about every it's and bits of the MCU, possibly Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., possibly everything, because I've learned new information. We were so um, close. I've learned new information, Mitch. Um... We'll get into all of that, but if you like what you hear here, go check us out on YouTube. If you're already on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for more of our content. Go check out our main show where we have an episode up right now about Pixar's newest film, Elemental, and whether or not you should go see it in theaters. Spoiler alert, you should. We should really be supporting Pixar. <laughs> um, seriously, we really support, need to be supporting support Pixar in theaters. Cinema. Just um, support good cinema. But we'll, we'll de- we definitely get into a bit of a conversation of you know blockbuster fatigue in that one, which I thought was really good. And I think we'll get into even more of that with the upcoming Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So be sure to stay tuned for that one. The other big news, if you are watching this as it releases on Friday, June 30th, we will be releasing a big old video essay all about Disney's lawsuit against Ron DeSantis. Uh, it's something we've talked about on the main show a lot. Um, we've done a couple episodes kind of trying to get at it, but I don't feel like anything we've done has really gotten as much information as this video essay will. Like, it is a this full is going to be the everything. one, for sure. So yeah. go check that out. It is, it's been a labor of love. Uh, it is long. I'm, I'm warning people of that now. It is long because guess what? This shit spans like almost two years. So. I am taking Friday off. And the reason I am doing that is one, I'm really, really tired. If you can't tell, but it's just looking at my face. If you're not looking at my face, go and hit youtube.com slash at D plus us to see how tired I look. Um, but also because I just want to be able to sit down and without distraction, just absorb everything you put into this video. Because I know what a what an effort it has been for you. And I want to make sure that I'm supporting my buddy. First off, thank you, Mitch. Second off, I feel you on the exhaustion level. I was in a Zoom call for work yesterday on my laptop, and I was house-sitting at the time. And I don't know if it was the lighting in the room or what, but I looked, like, significantly more exhausted than any of my coworkers on this video call to the point where I got asked if I was okay. <laughs> that is probably the extent you don't want it to go to, but I'm honestly, like, no, like, I'm there, fine. there are days where it can feel that way, for sure. Well, that's the funny thing. Yesterday, I was fine. It was literally just, I don't know what it was about how I looked yesterday, but I just looked disheveled. I mean, that's me on a good day, to be fair. I, I try to look significantly, like, not disheveled. Like, you know, I put on a clean shirt for this. There's a dirty shirt underneath it, but that's beside the point. Anyways. I mean, I just, I dressed up in my finest mouse attire to go and check out the latest Disney film in theaters tonight. So I did get to, ch- to, to catch Indiana Jones a little early. Um, I won't talk about it much here because we're going to have a whole episode on it, but uh, it's definitely one to tune in for. I'll say that much. Yeah, that's going to be our next full-length episode. Anyway, Secret Invasion, episode two yeah. promises. 
man, do we get some backstory for Gravik? Do we get some story for Fury? Do we get Rhodey being a dick? Do we get I mean freak well, government stooge? Like I said, being a dick. Same thing. Um, do we just so much happens in this week's episode? Like holy crap, they they jam pack an hour in there. Yeah, it flew by, honestly. I, I had a weird experience with this one because, like, you know, and I, I mean, I, I mentioned that I had plans tonight. So, like, my consumption of this episode, I was making dinner. And while making dinner, I put it up on a Google Home that we have in our kitchen while I was cooking. So <laughs> definitely not the right screen to be watching something like this on. And I definitely plan on watching the episode again, uh, probably as I fall asleep tonight. But yeah it did that that hour flew right by i'm just I, I look away and i look back and he's kissing his wife and just like how did this go so quickly yeah he is like severed ties with talos he is shocked that there's more squirrels on earth but then also yeah he has this he has a squirrel wife which i guess we don't know whether or not he actually knows his wife's a scroll because that was shot very ominously but also it's nick fury i can't imagine he doesn't know he seems to have a bit of a, like, th this version of Fury does seem to have a track record of blind spots when it comes to those closest to him. Um, seeing this, we or last week with Maria Hill and and how Gravik was able to get the jump on them there. And then this, the audience now knowing that Fury's wife is a scroll and how that'll play out the rest of the series. I do feel like... It could potentially be one of those things where they're trying to fake us out, but they're going to fake us out by faking us out about the fake out. You know what I mean? Like, like I kind of, still... I was, I was very much under yeah. the assumption that his wife was the same scroll from the flashback in '97. Which... Could be. But Shout out by the way to get us in that, that scene. Who have? I mean, there are other scrolls in that scene that have defected to Gravik's cause, specifically Gravik. Right, so you never <laughs> know out of the, the kid. out of the million scrolls on Earth is also she one Gaia. of the good ones or one of the not good ones? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say. Obviously, we're saying this, and then the episode next week will answer it because that's how you do a cliffhanger. But I don't, it's definitely one of the interesting points. I think, like, there's definitely that. It's one of the major things. I'm really curious what's going to be happening with. Um, Oh my god, what's her name from council? last week? The council I'm interested in now. Yes, but uh, the inner pool. Gaia? Oh, uh, Sonia Fallsworth. Sonia, yes. I'm really interested to see what happens with her. I'm, I'm obviously heavily invested into Gaia at this point. Because I'm me, and I, again, love Amelia Clark. But, yeah. you know, I'm really interested with that. Because like, her getting this information, right, of, oh yeah, we are making Super Scrolls. And then she dips. Like, obviously, she's going to go find Fury. Like, you would think. But after the double cross in episode one, like, where, in what world should they trust her? And what is she going to have to do to potentially earn that trust? Mm -hmm. Well, I think this information is what gets her the trust, right? I don't know if it's enough. You know what I mean? The fact that scrolls but... are going to try to give themselves superpowers... I mean, Fury already hinted at that. Rhodey's like, well, why don't you just call in everyone else? Like, well, we call them in and the Skrulls are just going to impersonate them mm -hmm. and make things worse. And this is exactly like that. I love this story being told here because it is a it, it is a 
Right now, it is not an imminent threat because there aren't actually Super Scrolls. They're still working on the science. And when they said to scientists, Griffin, do you know how badly I wanted to hear the words Fitzsimmons? I mean, you really were, freaking bad. You were never going to get that. Obviously, we were getting scroll scientists. The science route is really interesting that they're going down this because like this secret invasion is obviously wildly different from the comic books. Like it was they, always meant to be because they, they couldn't tell a story on that scale and I love without it. years of setup and without using the Avengers. Like it would be an Avengers level I mean, film, not this show, right? Considering like the, the the super well known image of Secret Invasion is the Avengers versus the Scroll Avengers. Like Yeah. Or just look at Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes as an example. They used an entire season to set up Secret Invasion mm-hmm. with heroes. So go watch That's that show. Great. That's a great show. Great show. I mean, they do they do the thing there too, but yeah. Words, I had thoughts, and then my brain just said no. It happens. One second, we'll get back to it. Rebooting, yeah. rebooting. The scientist thing, yeah. Um, I mean, like, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I I love that there's there is a MacGuffin to chase that isn't like we've seen the super soldier thing played out in the MCU before, but super aliens is you know an interesting take on that, and it'll be inter- it it'll be. I'm curious to follow the different paths to trying to unravel this initiative and 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 how that ultimately comes about. Because like when we get to the Scroll Council and the fact you've got the NATO Secretary General, the Italian Prime Minister, the British Prime Minister, that Fox News. Oh man, Christopher McDonald is just like put him in everything, dude. When the one I guy gets when the, when the one guy gets throat chopped, this is a yeah, violent episode. I'm all for it. Um, I remember what I was like, going to say. I, I, I love that this is like, this is taking a, a dark or bringing a darker tone back to the MCU. I think that's something that was missed. Honestly, looking back, we really haven't had this since winter soldier. And I think it's, it's refreshing to have a, a take on the MCU that is grittier. It is darker, both in tone and in color palette. It is a dirtier show with, like that fight scene in the butcher shop. Oh my God. Okay. Like, so I want to pull that us back. I want awesome. to pull us back just a second. Cause I do have something I want to say about when we talk right. about how this is a very different show from the original story. Every way they've done it has been better for where secret invasion fits in with the MCU. Yep. Like taking out the religious cult, but making it more of a cult of revenge against fury. Love it. Having this council rather than it all the, everyone answering to the, uh, Scroll Queen, love it. Having all of this boat go the science route instead of this like old school um, ritual, love it. Yeah. The only thing is I miss, and there's no way they would ever be able to do this, right? Because they're not in it yet. But I miss the scrolls' vehement hatred of the Fantastic Four so so much. I wish they had that level of hatred towards Fury. Instead, it's more of a disappointment, which makes significantly more sense for the show. Yeah, I do but, think that Gravik's story will evolve into that hatred. We're going to get more of that that plot of what their connection was, what Fury's promise being broken meant to Gravik, why it's forced him to these extremes. Well, so that's why I think it's going to stick with disappointment, because that is such a... Disappointment is a significantly stronger emotion than hate. And it is something that you can relate to significantly more, which is why it's used more often in films, especially within Marvel stuff with it. But even if you look at 
the four samples that they show for possible scroll powers are like eerily similar to the Fantastic Four. Groot, like Frost, Groot Beast, Call Obsidian. Like Frost Beast is like supposed to be, I get it, ice in this powers theory, instead of fire powers. Well, I was gonna say ice powers instead of invisibility because Extremis is fire. Oh, true. Yeah, I forgot Extremis was shown in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, take the the back and forth with a grain of salt. We got a reference to some fun stuff as well. Like there was a reference in this week's episode to the person who initially found how to make super scrolls in the comic books and whatnot and mm-hmm. fun stuff. But I really like what they're doing here with the super scrolls of having it be science, having it be, we have this bank of DNA, which means that they've been studying this for a really long time now. Like they've well, got they've stuff they've going infiltrated back the to, highest levels of government. So like who I fury has a great moment with Brody of like, what do you really know about your security detail? Like, who can you really trust? And I think that's going to become an under an undertone to the entire, like, the rest of the series, right? Of we, and they set that up at the end of the episode. Like, you don't know who is a scroll. Fury's wife is a scroll. What does that mean to the rest of the show? I wonder where we're going to get that is, gut punch yeah, with that, right? Like, we haven't really, I can't really think of an MCU character that we have that isn't a major hero that would be a gut punch in the way that they had those in the comics. Like, the absolute gut punch that it was um, Jarvis was one of the big scrolls, or that it was um, Henry uh, Henry Pym, and, and then, yeah. every single scroll who tried to be Henry Pym went insane. Like these were like legit gut punches within that storyline, and I wonder if we'll get something like that. I don't think we're going to get something like that from his wife. That might be a gut punch to Fury, but that's not going to be a gut punch to the audience. I wonder if we're going to be able to Doesn't mean to as much to the audience because they're only, they're only trying to set that up now and not five or six projects ago, right? And when I'm saying this, I'm talking like I want someone who's been a scroll from the very beginning. Like, I mean, it feels like they try to do that a little bit with Martin Freeman's character. But again, we don't know at what point he was replaced with a scroll. I still I, assume he's I, fucking I, off with the Wakandans. See, I, I still I assume he got he got napped by the uh, by the by the scrolls and he's in some dungeon somewhere. Again, if we find it out, I still feel like it's going to be uh, episode five or six. But which, by the way, yeah, we're already a third of the way through this show. That's wild to me. Like, so yeah, I want this baby. to be longer. I want this to be longer because I know we're going to get to the end of this and just have wanted more. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry, we're getting Loki season two later this year in the Marvels. So Nick Fury's not going anywhere. Um, totally unrelated, but uh, looks like Evan Peters has been cast as the uh, as one of the leads in Disney's Tron Three, joining Jared Leto. I have such mixed feelings about that movie. Yeah, because on one hand, yay, I'm so excited we're getting more tr- Tron. On the other hand, Jared Leto. I started watching Tron Legacy the other night just because it's Fantastic. an awesome movie, apart from the CG Jeff uh, or um, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. And even then, it's not that yeah. bad. It's fine when he's wearing the helmet. You really got to do that more. Yeah, but even when he doesn't, like, I can kind of just, like, poo-poo it away because digital landscape. I mean, they're also doing that with uh, Jared Leto and Haunted Mansion of... You don't get very much Jared Leto because it's all CG. Which well, yeah, I'm he plays a full okay CG with. ghost character. Yeah, hat box ghost, hat box ghost, hat box ghost. Yeah, I cannot wait to talk so about that excited. movie here. <laughs> I know. Um, 
talk about this. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Gaia a little bit as well because um, she continues to kill it. Yeah, um, and uh, y- you can see the internal struggle, especially when they're picking that dude up from the butcher butcher shop, and they ended up taking him out to pasture, both literally, or I mean, quite literally. Um, and I guess like her internal struggle of you know, where does she lie within this organization? Where to? Where does her? What 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 are her ultimate goals? How does that intersect with Fury and and uh, Halos' story? It's going to be interesting to see this all unfold over the next four weeks. Yeah, I'm interested where that power structure really is going to lie for her. Like we have that moment right where like Gravik thanks some random lady like we couldn't have done this without you, and she's standing right there next to him, even though mm-hmm. she was the, it was all her. So it makes me wonder, like, is they like him trying to make her feel certain ways about this power? We also have that other second command. Uh, starts with a P. Doesn't really matter. But the, the dude, dude who's like going behind his back with the science thing, or yeah, the whitest white dude I've ever seen. Um, yeah. The America, fuck yeah, dude. No, the other dude, the other whitest white dude too, I've ever seen. <laughs> the America, fuck yeah, dude, was the one that got kidnapped and they killed. Yeah. The other guy is the one who's helping with the uh, finding the samples for yeah. the Super Scroll Project. Either way, I'm interested to see like where that all is. Like, obviously, she knew nothing about the Super Scroll Project, so like, where is that going to play? I feel like that's going to be her storyline. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, we have this—he <laughs> is the main character of the show. We do have this whole story with Fury in this episode of first off getting to have Fury has some agency. He has he has lost the only person he's had in his core, right? Like, Maria yep. was really the only person he had. Talos was kind of there, but he's driven Talos away. Talos will obviously be back. Oh, but... man, that that whole speech, like, that back and forth on the train is just some of the finest acting we've had in the MCU in some time. Samuel Jackson is like he... so good about playing, like, that character who is on defense after something major happens. That he, he is the best yelling dude in Hollywood. And he yells really good in this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even when he's not yelling, that emotion is just so, so strong. He just kills it. He's Samuel motherfucking Jackson. He's got a presence about him where you, like, us as the audience, as, as folks familiar with his works, know that that's lying like an eighth of an inch beneath the surface and could it could snap out at any time. And it hasn't happened yet in the MCU. This is the first time we're really seeing Fury crack under pressure. And it's going to be interesting to see how that influences fury's decisions throughout the rest of the show and into the future of the mcu because we know like okay yeah he's he's he roadie fired him great um is roadie a scroll i don't think think so the the way they're playing it is there isn't and then there's also the whole things of when when scrolls get hurt they revert back yeah and roadie is permanently injured from the waist down that is also true um, e- e- but either no, way, it's, it's one that. of those things like he got fired, but somehow he ends up back on the sword base and commanding it because we do have the Marvels and that's kind of time. We know he ends up there. We don't know how it plays out timeline wise. So maybe that's how they get around it. But it'll be interesting to see just what the I don't want the end of this show. Just be like, well, now everything's fine. And the scrolls who are not bad scrolls are just going to chill on Earth and be chill about it. And Fury's going to go back to doing Fury shit. I, I do think the end of the, that is pretty much going to be the ending of the show is that, but I think it is going to be a little bit more emotionally so. like resonant. Fulfilling. It, it feels like we're getting that initial that story, right? Uh, 
humanity is fucked and humanity's horrible and then we're gonna kinda see it by the end of a little bit more optimistic look outlook on how we're casually destroying our planet. But I think Fury is a great light. He has a great line in this of just like, you expect us to assimilate a million scrolls when we can't even stop fighting with each other and have been doing so since we've been able to walk vertical or like walk be vertical. Like mm-hmm. we've got wrong. that. We also have Gravik's line about how like we put ourselves in cages and we're hypocrites and we're killing our own planet. I yeah. do think we have that that story in line of right of like humanity is we're, is doomed. And I think we are going to have a more optimistic outlook by the end of this show nah. because that is just textbook Marvel. That was textbook Marvel to start it down and end in an optimistic note. Unless you're Loki, where you start on a downer and then end on a downer. <laughs> but no, I think the thing, the moment for Fury that was like so so wild to me was. Obviously, him getting fired, his reaction to it, and then his actual reaction to it after he leaves the restaurant and, like, yeah. sits down on that bench outside. Because, like, with Fury, when every time we've seen Fury before this series, right, he's never been at face value. He's always doing something extra. The only time he hasn't been has been with the Avengers. Like, you can never take Fury at face value because he's always working five angles. Except for when he's with the people he cares about. So with, like, when he was chatting with Hill in the bar in the last episode, you were able to take him at face value. That's the cool thing to me about this. But, like, when he was with Sonya, obviously, he wasn't. I feel like Fury was at Fury at face value the entire episode this week. Like, yeah, and it's, it's, he, it's, it's, he didn't it's, have any ulterior it, motives here. Yeah, it's he, weird to it, see. Was, this was him falling apart, right? For him to then pick the pieces back up. We talked at the end of the last episode of like, when is he going to be badass Fury? He's going to shave the beard. He's going to put the eye patch back on. I owe you a taco lunch because you won the bet. I mean, um, I said it was going to be this week. week too, so. Yeah, but I said it was, eh, whatever. We both I was more wrong because I said it'd be at the beginning. You're going to be closer by the end of it. It's, it's Price is Right rules. Uh-huh. Um but I think this was the, the it, it was the decomposition of Fury as a character and as a person. And what we're going to see, presumably in the next episode, is him start to pick those pieces back up and be the Fury he needs to be to put a stop to this uprising. So. Yeah, I we'll think see. we're going to get there. I think realistically within the story, we got to have the moment where he gets the information and where he resolves back. We need him to find his motivation again. And I think that's going to be our next series, our next episode, is Fury having to build himself back up. Yeah. To take on the threat, however he can, because he doesn't have backing. Reconnecting with Talos seems inevitable in that episode as well. The apology is going to be heart wrenching. Just wait, or it'll be it'll be him and Sonya where it's just like, yeah, I got to be that badass again, and then he does his thing where he does that without thinking about other people. Like I got to take this thing on by myself, and then. Their stories will end up intersecting at the corner of we're fucked and everything's on fire. And I want to save my daughter. There's also that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm very, very interested to see where it goes from here. Because, like, we, got, we have our storylines, and now they just got to knock them down. <laughs> one by one. We got, like, six of them, so. Because, let's see, we got the, like, why Gravity Kicks Fury. Fury building himself back up and taking down the scrolls. 
the creation of the Super Scrolls, Gaia finding her place within Gravik's organization, maybe leaving it, which I would then tell you a separate story is, is her relationship with her dad. Hill's dead. Hill's just dead. Um, I still, I don't know. Hill's dead, man. Just get over We got to get over it. I don't know. Yeah, they, they I, all I, but I think you're right, week. but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked. Look, I had some doubt on it last week, but when they started this episode with the flag, with her goddamn mother, being like, don't let it be in vain. Hill's dead. Yeah. Well, again, it's one of those things where they can subvert our expectations. They're trying to to imply that that is the case, but we it's comics. Nobody's ever dead forever, except for Tony Stark and Gamora. And except that the, the MCU has had a Black little Widow. bit more weight when it comes to death, with like the yeah, only exception being Bucky, because that's the Winter Soldier story. The Bucky story, yeah. It's like... Is she dead? Yes. Could she come back after Secret Wars? Absolutely. <laughs> but I do legit think that, like, Colby Smulders as Maria Hill is done. Maybe we get more of it. I still... Like, flashbacks, but no, she's dead. I don't know. I'm still gonna... I'm gonna stick with the thing of no one's ever dead in a comic book movie unless they give us plot reasons why they can't be... why they can't come back. And... Other than the fact that they did a whole funeral bit. There's nothing to me that screams this character is done. And if Murray Hill, like Colby Smothers playing Murray Hill is done. I'm kind of disappointed in the way they did it. Because I don't think it added enough to Fury's story. At least to this point. I don't think there was enough weight to that loss. To advance the plot. Um, I want there to be like... Look back at Avengers with Coulson's death. They did all of this to set up Coulson, and he was the catalyst to the Avengers being the Avengers. And one, they reversed that, although, you know, depends on who you talk to about the canon nature of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know we're both in the, the boat if it's great and everyone should watch it, and most of it is canon. It's 100% um, canon. But at the, at the end of the day, like, his loss in that film had weight. And Maria Hill's Maria Hill was didn't feel that same way. I mean, that's where I made my joke last week of right of Marvel trying not to fridge a character, mission level impossible. Like yeah. Maria Hill was fridged, and mm-hmm. it sucks. It does okay. add a weight for Fury, and that is an interesting aspect for Fury. But it, there was no emotional resonance behind killing her, and I stand by that. Um. Talk to the Agents of the Shield thing, and I do want to throw out here we have our little update, right? Quake Watch 101. <laughs> um, interesting addition into everything, right? Of, you know, we're Marvel nerds, so we will find any tiny little ounce of information. Yeah, where's Mephisto? Wherever we can. Um, most recently, you know, we had the case with Daredevil, right? <laughs> of they casually had Daredevil's, like, MCU biography on the Marvel official website included both She-Hulk and Daredevil stuff, and then it got taken down and whatnot, and yada, yada, yada. Well, we've had it happen again, Mitch, with Fury, where they directly reference the season one finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in his official MCU 
uh, biography. So it is possible for us to see Daisy Johnson. <laughs> I just still wouldn't it. be surprised. I, I do think there needs to, like, Fury needs a foil, and I think Olivia Coleman's character at this point is going to do a, a decent job of picking up the mantle of what would have been the, like, Fury needs somebody to tell him no, or somebody to be the voice of reason, and Maria Hill was that character, so I do think Olivia Coleman will fill in that role for a bit, but I don't think, I well, one, I don't know how much long-term we're going to have of Sam Jackson in the MCU apart from the Marvels. And secondly, it, it doesn't, it, it wouldn't feel earned to have Daisy Johnson be just be like, yeah, we're going to drop Daisy Johnson in episode three. And this is just the new foil or the new, you know, person to act across from Sam Jackson for the rest of this season. Like it, it just, again, I need these kinds of character dynamics or the, the character introductions to feel earned and at this point, it would just feel like, oh, they just dropped Maria Hill to plug somebody else in to do the same thing, but with shaky powers. Yeah, I, I don't mean, want to see that. That is what they're going the to do. Used effectively. That's what they're going to do. We have to just accept it. Like that is that is that is Marvel to. where we're at. That's what Marvel does now, and it's 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 annoying. I hate it. It is not a good. It is not narratively satisfying. But it's what they do. It's what they keep doing. It's what they're going to keep doing because they don't. They care, but they don't care that much. Like, they're changing Miss Marvel's superpowers because they can. They're changing entire ways we look at the universe because they can. And we're not going to agree with all of it. It's not going to be good sometimes, but it's just the way they're doing things. Like, they want someone with powers in that role, probably, so that it can be a more interesting character. Because apparently you have to have powers to be more interesting. And, like... Hill is far from like Fury's sidekick, comics wise, right? Yeah. Like it has yeah. always been Daisy Johnson. It has been um, Maria Rambeau. Like I think they can make it interesting. I'm not sure they'll make it interesting immediately. I think that if it happens, she's going to get called in, and they'll make it more interesting later on. And rather, they would focus more on the scroll thread in this. You'd hope, but we'll have to wait and see. Marvel, please prove me wrong. Please, I beg of you. Like <laughs> we'd love I, we'd love for Griffin to be wrong on this one. I know I'm a pessimist when it comes to this, but ah, I gotta read okay. the fucking Zeb murder of Miss Marvel BS, so Yeah, I know. I'm still angry about that and it just sleeps into all my love of Marvel. Anyways, I'm excited for next week. This is a great show. I think that is the big takeaway from this week is like, this is not this massive, massive event that is in the comics, but rather it is a very well thought out six episode story. Yep. And I cannot wait to see where it goes. Ditto. Now Mitch, if people wanted to keep up with us and our shenanigans over the next week, where can people find us? At D plus us all over the internet, wherever you find your social, your funny, your ha ha's, your videos, your photos, let's take it from the dog photos. D plus us on that place is where we is B. Yeah, folks, the intro just played for like 10 seconds there. I'm sorry. I hit buttons. I got impatient. You can use mine. Well, I nah. didn't hit no buttons. I mean, I don't care that much. It's just funny. <laughs> um, no, folks, go check us out. Uh, like I said, at D plus us in places since you didn't hear me behind the intro that Griffin accidentally played. Oh, no, it still hurts. I don't actually mute anything during the intro. 
It's just an additional audio source. Um, exactly. So if they had me talking over my or had me talking over the intro, that at least <laughs> might be reiterating that there isn't that. This I is guess. A, this, this is a tiring. Can I go to bed now? Yeah. Go check out our uh, our other stuff. Like I mentioned, uh, that episode is going to be going up on June thirtieth. So either go check that out when it comes out, or go check it out right now when it's available. We will be back next week. With another episode of Secret Invasion, our next major normal show is going to be about Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. Stay tuned for those, but until next time, have a magical day. Excelsior!